0: like it's working
1: oh my god this is incredible yeah
0: this is a great day hi welcome to talk comics to me i forgot to pause whatever i think that was long enough yeah well i'll I'll make it work uh i'm champ champenstein i am heather hadfield and we hope you're all having a good night unless your name is pete ricketts (laughs) and we hope that you choke and die don't i don't want to get fired from my job (laughs) I don't think I'll get. We'll get fired from our job. If we do get fired from our job, fuck Pete Ricketts once again. That bald-headed bitch. I when should I,
1: have worn my fuck Pete Ricketts shirt. I wore it Sunday when we did the cozy couch corner or whatever thing is called.
0: <laughs> cool couch. corner. Cool couch corner. Uh, yeah, Pete Ricketts. Pat Ricketts. Pat Racketts. Pat Racketts. <laughs> uh, is a garbage human. Is a, just a terrible human being. If you're unfamiliar, we're from Nebraska. And Pete Ricketts is just trying to murder us all. He's a uh, never mind. I was
1: gonna go into the purple people eater people eaters.
0: people eaters,
1: but it was gonna be bald, and it was gonna be Peter people eaters.
0: <laughs> anyway, welcome. It's We're been gonna... a long time since we've been on Instagram, so this is a yeah. This is a weird for we, me. We had to do it, uh, and we just got a new setup, so we hope you like it. Let us know. <laughs> like and subscribe, you know. <laughs> we're, we're getting used to the other video. Go ahead. You start talking about comics. Okay. So, first I have
1: uh, We Live. This is issue number two. This is... Uh, oh. I thought that was you.
0: <laughs> what? Like, dying? <laughs> or farting? are
1: farting or choking? I don't know. One of the two. I just thought it was you. Um, anyway... Um, this is we live. This is issue number two. This is by the Miranda brothers. I just realized it said that, so I had to say it out loud. Oh, okay. Um, Inaki and Roy Miranda. Okay, cool. They're the writers, and then Inaki is also the artist. Interesting. I did not <laughs> did not realize they were called the Miranda brothers. Um, anyway, okay. So in the in the first issue, you kind of figured out that they live in this post apocalyptic world. Um, an alien species, uh, gave them packages essentially that had like five thousand little bracelets in it and they are offering to save children as long as they meet these certain requirements. They have to get the children to certain meeting places around the world by a certain time so they can be taken off of the planet and be saved so the human race can survive. This follows the story of um a brother and a sister the sister is older and she gives up her bracelet to the little brother so that he can survive oh yeah um they're within yeah, yeah yeah they're uh, they're within a group of people who are also trying to get to a certain meeting point and uh, the first issue their mode of transportation breaks down so at this point they're walking trying to get there and they keep running into uh very bad creatures on the planet that are obviously like out to kill them and harm them and they just keep running into a bunch of problems while trying to get to this meeting place Uh, and then in this you also see that they become friends with this boy who has his own little gorilla I guess I don't don't know how to explain the relationship that's between them because it almost seems like the gorilla kind of treats him as like a, a Like a sibling? Like, yeah, yeah, a sibling or like he just protects him all the time, no matter what happens. So they have this gorilla and this boy um, who are looking after them and trying to protect them. So I think they're using that to get to where they need to go. Um,
0: Hmm.
1: But, yeah, no, this issue is mostly it tells the story of the other little boy that they meet and how he got to where he is. So it's a I really I love this story. I was not expecting it to be as good as it is, yeah, uh, especially because a lot of post apocalyptic stories uh they're all kind of the same, but this one is very different, especially with the world that they live in because they're the danger within the world is all creatures that have been mutated somehow rather than like humans who mm-hmm, are just, yeah, yeah, being terrible, so I like that little twist on it, mm. OK, next I have Atlantis wasn't built for tourists. This is issue number three. Um, this issue as our main character, who I always forget his name. Well, shoot. It's like Lucas or something like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was not prepared for this.
0: Lucas. We're never prepared. We do this every Thursday. We're not. Did I prepared. say
1: Lucas and it was Lucas? I mean, you just said Lucas. I can't remember what I said. Okay. Anyway. Do you want um, me to listen pause? <laughs> no, please. Um, so he is a monster, I guess, hybrid human thing from another city. He ends up in this city called Atlantis, and he discovers that there are vampires within the city. So him doing what he thinks is protecting the city, he kills off most of the vampires only to discover that – The sheriff of the city, his brother, is a vampire, and they have a situation worked out between the regular civilians and the vampires to keep, like, the city safe. Mm -hmm. So by Lucas killing most of these vampires within the city, he kind of fucked with their treaty that they had. But this goes into uh, Lucas's story and how he came to be in Atlantis, which is his mother somehow got pregnant with a sea monster's, like, baby, and... It's like he doesn't go into detail, which I thought was really cool because when he's explaining like his own city has like a treaty with like sea monsters, creatures and okay. stuff and he says my wife and or my mom ended up getting pregnant one day. It's like all he says. So when she realized she was pregnant, she started like skipping town, going different places, went as far as her money would take her, and he was born.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: he is slowly like his, the sea monster part of him is taking over his human part. So he's making his way back home so that he can be a part of that treaty or whatever but he's using the last of his humanity to kind of do good on his way back home All right. yeah which i thought was pretty cool but and then within this city the the girl that was in the first issue the whole reason why he is there um she got in that car accident or whatever uh, she's been trying to find a way to also get rid of the vampires within their city so within the town they do a really good job of pointing off like pointing out what certain things they don't have within the town like they don't have churches they don't have like those sort of things that most towns do Mm -hmm. and he he always mentions um there's you know it's a town of law there's no crime there's no poverty and he says multiple times no black people don't think i haven't noticed he just keeps going like yeah insinuating that that's why there's no crime within the city which he's not okay with um he it's Awesome, the way he keeps mentioning that. He's like, yeah, I know what you're doing, but you haven't answered my question yet. Why are there no black people? Like, that sort of thing. It's interesting and weird, but she's that since there's no church, that's how the vampires are able to live, so she keeps going over to uh, other towns to get holy water from the churches in there, and she's all right. stockpiling a whole bunch of stuff because she is planning on taking out all the monsters. All
0: right. Interesting. Yeah,
1: so it's like... It's, it's a weird story. I think there's only going to be, like, one issue left, but...
0: Yeah, that makes sense. It's
1: uh, <clears throat> it's pretty interesting, because I was, I don't know, the turn that they took there with, like, him being a sea monster who's, like, losing his humanity. I was just, I was like, but s- what? <laughs> Why is that what you are? <laughs> uh... It was a monster that I just wasn't expecting to see in a comic. All
0: right, yeah, now I get that. It was pretty good. I enjoy it. All right. I guess next I have something is killing the children. This is issue number twelve. Dang, there are twelve issues of that. Yeah, dude, this comic just keeps like, yeah, I wasn't saying rolling it's, on. It's and, a lot. And it's like it comes out like so frequently, but at the same time, the story is just like paced really, really well, where it's not like too little or too much. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was that like kind of. It's like a slow burn. So you just have to be, like, like it kind of starts out where the first issue gives you a lot, where you're just like, oh, fuck. There, just throws you right in yeah, there. Yeah, there are monsters mm-hmm. in this. And then it just kind of spreads itself out to, like, show you what it actually is. And honestly, I don't really want to talk about this too much, but I do highly, highly, highly recommend this book just because... It is, like, a really good slow burn. It is really worth it. And this, like, this particular issue goes into a lot of depth within the story and gives you a lot of answers as to, like, where these monsters came from, how they came to be, and like, what might come next. And you also have, like, that shadow group coming into the town and kind of putting their claws and their like fingers into everything it's yeah the
1: story is really good is there an end inside like is it
0: something I, that's I assume winding down? I assume there's like an end at least to like this part of the story mm-hmm. but it does have a like it does have that potential to like have another story or something else to it like it 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 can end here and be fine but it does have that potential to like Go at another level and go a different direction or a similar direction with like a different sort of idea, especially considering the main character uh, James. I always think it's wrong because I'm like it's just who the writer yeah, is. Yeah, I I don't know if my brain will ever get over that, but I. I really, I really, like, I would be interested to see what happens to him outside of this if he doesn't, like, die. Because I don't know. Like, I feel like that's a potential, too. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I feel like in these kind of stories, that's always the
0: potential. Yeah. Like, no and matter I, how main of a character yeah, are. Yeah, and I feel like even as, like, you know wild as this story is with like monsters and just like it's fiction and it's you know, but like there is like that basis, like I don't know, I don't feel like they've given that weight yet. Like you haven't lost any of those main characters.
1: So when you do it so, like gonna be a big yeah, deal. Yeah, so when you yeah. finally
0: do, it is gonna be a big deal. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what I've been waiting for. They've kind of like almost given it to you with like kinda side characters who are main characters, but they they brought themselves back mm-hmm. and even in the last issue you kind of thought that like Erica was done for but I don't know do you
1: cuz I know with a lot of stories who do that who kind of fake you out with like the deaths and stuff does it ever annoy you
0: I, no and I don't think it was like necessarily a fake out cuz I didn't think that she would die mm-hmm. I it kind of I guess it depends on the fake out right okay like I don't know I I don't know, because sometimes they can be cliche, and I guess it also depends on how well the writing is within a story, because if it's something where you can kind of just like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, I know this isn't real, mm-hmm. or you know there's something more that will eventually, like, this person isn't going to be dead. And I think that's one of those things about comics is, like, you kind of have that aspect across the board almost, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, an unfortunate thing because no, it just has see. happened so often that you're just, like, okay, like, even though they die, they might just, like, come back. And I think that's more, like, a big two thing than, like, you know, in in independent books. right? But, like, it's still one of those things that's always there. And so, yeah, a fake out isn't really worth it unless right. you do it in, like, a very, like, like Lord of the Rings, Gandalf, sort of way.
1: Or in the saga, the
0: Marco. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on that note, I'm going to go to Seven to Eternity. This is issue number 14. This book is about to wrap up. It's been five years. Finally. (laughs) God. That's issue 12. That's number 14. Yeah, and I've been reading this book for much, much longer. Like Mm -hmm. I said, it's been five years. That's what Rick Rick Remender told me in the back of this book. Oh, my gosh. Uh, But that's fine. Like, the art is 100% worth it. Uh, I just want to say Adam gets what he deserves, and I hope that... He fucking dies. Wait, is he the redhead? Straight mm. straight offense to him. Uh, <laughs> I've only so, read that first trade, so yeah. I'm still at the point where I'm like, oh, I kind of like him. Once again, I don't really want to go too in-depth with this. I'll just kind of give a rough outline of like the story itself, because this is wrapping up the story. But Adam is our main character. His family has been against the mud king who is also called the king of whispers. He gives people secrets and they kind of just are now within his grasps and he can control them. And if he dies, they all die. And Adam is meant to, he goes with some, they're called mosaics. They're basically like older, like magicians who have very intense powers and they're supposed to go destroy him Adam basically double-crosses them, and that's what the story is. He's a very unlikable character. He seems to have, like, good intentions, but at the core you know that he's just a piece of shit. Personally, that's, that's how I feel. I keep reading this story because the art is really good, and at the same time it's kind of, like, a really good Western because you have, like... I don't know. I don't often read books where I don't like the main character as right. much as I don't like Adam. Like, I don't want to see this character succeed. Like, I don't.
1: Was that on purpose? Or is that just something that, like...
0: I I kind of assume it's on purpose, yeah. but...
1: I wonder if, like, I don't know, that's your interpretation of how the character is. Like, if I were to read it, would I feel differently about him?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess you'd have to read it as a whole and yeah. see how you feel. Because, yeah, at the beginning, you he seems... He seems like, it seems like his intentions are good. It seems like he is, like, wanting to sacrifice everything for his family. But mm-hmm. at the same time, when when he finds out that he is sick, he is willing to. He's got um, nothing to lose. He's Yeah, he's got nothing to lose. And he still is saying that he wants to live to protect his family. But at the same time, I think those reasons are more than that. And I think they're selfish. And I think, you know, he, he's killed so many people, and he's protecting this person who has so much hold over so much of the world, and I, I don't know, maybe he'll do the honorable thing in the end, but right now I don't see him as an honorable person.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I've only read that first trade, so I'm just, I have no bearing on his character at all. And yeah. I don't even remember, since it was at the beginning of quarantine when I read it, like, I don't even really remember him that much. Yeah,
0: and I mean, I i do, I really like this story, and I do, I do think it's interesting how, like, at some points I, I am rooting for him, but at the same time, in the back of my head, I'm just like, Ugh. Like, because his daughter ends up coming after him in the end, and it's just, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Do you know how many issues there's supposed to be? I don't remember. I know there's not too many left, like maybe one or two. Okay. I was going
1: to say one would make sense, but then... Yeah, like
0: I honestly, I can't see it being more than two, mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember off the top of my so head. So it'll be
1: done in like another year.
0: <laughs> uh No, it did say <laughs> it'll see me next month, so... But it's not gonna It didn't say concluded, so I assume that I do have a few more issues. Okay. Arts killer though. Yeah, I know really the art. Is really the art cool. and colors are wonderful. It's one of the most beautiful books I think I've ever laid eyes on, if nothing else. You okay? Your eyes gonna come out? Please don't please don't take your eyes out during the session. I asked you not
1: to do this. <laughs> Sorry, I'll try not to.
0: Okay. Alright, so now you both
1: have Frank at Home on the Farm, this is issue number one. This is about a man who uh, completes his (laughs) journey in the war. That was not the right wording for it. After the war is over, a man goes home and discovers that his, his family is gone. And so he's trying to find them. But within this town, there's, like, a lot of kind of strange things, strange people that are there, and he never gets any real answers. Also, while he's there, he is hearing... Voices, voices yeah, and he can't figure out if they're like in his head or if they're actually being spoken
0: i i assume they're the animals
1: yeah okay yeah because that's yeah i'm pretty sure they're this is his family like they got changed into farm animals um, that's what yeah. i that's what i took from it anyway and it has to do Or, like, maybe that's what all the animals in the
0: town are. That's why that dog reacted the way that it did or something. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I just... I couldn't figure it out, and I was just like, I don't know. I feel real, like, dumb, or this just isn't giving me, like, some form of... Like, I'm missing a piece. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I only assume that because the old man who is his dad's friend was, like, a horrible accident, wasn't it? So I feel like something happened on the farm, and it, like, turned them, or the animals... Somehow, are taking over and like did something to them. All right. I don't know. It does have something to do with the animals. I just thought like that weird, eerie green glowing there on the cover. Like maybe that had something to do with it, and the fact that he just seems to be losing his mind.
0: Yeah, he seems to be losing his shit. Mm-hmm. For He's
1: sure. not not exactly a solid person.
0: I mean, could be some PTSD though, too.
1: Yeah. That's what I figured, like, the eyes were because it keeps showing them, like, two different colors. And, like, sometimes one of them will be, like, dilated and mm-hmm. one of them won't. So maybe this is all just, like, a weird hallucination. Like fever- he's having, yeah, like, maybe he's injured in, like, some hospital bed. And that's just, like, what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I am um, I'm, I'm was interested in this when I read the solicit for it. And it's exactly what I thought it was going to be, like, just very unclear of what's happening Mm -hmm. like very short story so i'm 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 stoked on it
0: i just ordered this first issue so Mm -hmm. you can just let me bring the issues to work let me read them yeah and
1: i don't feel like because scout series are only
0: like three or four issues
1: Mm -hmm. long so yeah it's not too much that's why i get them because i'm like oh these are
0: nice short stories (laughs) i I love this this. yeah uh all right so then I had Heather read this real fast. This is a girl walks a home. Walks a home. Walks a home alone at night. A girl walks home alone at night. This is a movie. Yes, that is a movie. Uh, it's in a comic. <laughs> and now it's in a comic. Yes, it's in a reading book. And the art's pretty cool. Here's a little glimpse.
1: Yeah, it's got like that nice little newspaper. Yeah. Newspaper paper. I don't know what to, news. Newspaper. Just paper. Yeah. Like, it's got that material. Yeah, it just feels nice. Yeah, Listen it's a. Mmm, it. smells like a new book too. This is a behemoth comic, which I've actually never read anything from them. Yes, yeah, that I know of anyway.
0: No, I have not either. And I don't know it was one of those things that just was like quick. Yeah,
1: I'm it's exactly
0: like, what you think it would be. Yeah, it was just, like not a lot of words. I haven't watched the movie, so I don't know how how it relates it's pretty much the narrated version of the movie eh? because
1: the movie is like super short too it's like straight and to the point
0: okay
1: that's what i liked about i think the art and that is because the movie is black and white and so reading the comic and seeing the art very similar to that i was like
0: okay that's cool
1: i like how they did it all
0: right i think i'm gonna watch the movie after it's a good idea i read those comics it's a good one so all right all right talk about your smut here's my spot
1: This is uh, Faithless 2, number six. This concludes this chapter of the story. Um, So Faith pretty much finds out that the man she's banging is an angel. And then the other man that she's banging, who is the dad of the girl that she's banging, (laughs) is the actual devil. And so she's trying to figure out a way... (laughs) so she sold her soul to him there's that so she's trying to figure out if like the reason why she is an artist now is because of that or if because she is actually a talented artist Uh, so she's trying to find her way away from him because her her big art project was made from her blood so she is like yeah I'm going to use your blood for this while you're sleeping and you don't know about it and when she puts the angel
0: or the devil the devil
1: okay so when she puts his blood on the canvas it creates a wormhole or like a portal of some sorts and it ends with her like disappearing and her agent it's she discovers well not she discovers we discover um was pretty much worshiping the devil and something happens to her which leads into the next story which apparently will be back in 2021. So, yay. I told you. Faithless part 3, which I mean, I'm kind of curious to know like where Faith went, like when she used his blood and
0: opened a portal, did she go to hell? Where did she yeah. go? Yeah, I mean, that is like an intriguing thing to do at the end of a story.
1: Here's the naughty cover, which actually isn't that naughty. It was it's very very tame.
0: I feel like all of these covers have been kind of tame.
1: Yeah, but when you put them together, which I'm going to do tonight to create the connecting photo, I I bet it's still pretty tame. There's just snakes going in and out of holes.
0: (laughs) As life goes. All right, I got Rorschach. Rorschach. This is issue number two. Got that peach. Peach. Momoko? Yeah, isn't this a peach momoko? I think so. Looks like it. I honestly did not look at it, and it doesn't tell me on the fucking thing. Anyway, we'll just go with what I said the first time. Yes. Uh, And... I don't know, they're just trying to figure out who Rorschach is. Rorschach? Mm -hmm. It's
1: Jackie Earl Ray, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Jackie Ray Earl? Uh, Ray Jackie Earl? Something. I don't. I don't want to rehash what happens in this book. I don't.
1: That's okay.
0: I read it. Is it
1: just like the first one where it was just? Mm-hmm. You just really have no
0: need for yeah, it. Yeah, I have no need for it. I don't know. Is it worth it for the art? Yeah. Is Who it? does the art for it? Um. Ouch. It is Jorge Fornes. Let me see that. Yeah, Peach Momoko. Yeah. Oh, somehow right. I did not see that. <laughs> All the words just blended together. Yeah. I, I can't read, actually. I don't know how we do this podcast. Well, I mean,
1: really, you can decipher what the words are based off of, like, body language and pictures. So if you have a good artist, then you know what the story is without even having to read the words. Yeah, I
0: suppose you're not wrong. Blood. Yep. You, you solved the I know case. the story. I know what happens. So... There's a mystery afoot. That's all I'm going to say. A Rorschach mystery. A (laughs) Rorschach. Okay.
1: And now we're on to one of my favorite books in the entire world. This is Once in Future. This is number 13. Also same. One of my favorite books as well. Yes. it's So good. This is the first issue in this next story arc, um, which is very exciting. Um... It's a few months down the line after the, the last issue took place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan and his his girl Sarah Rose. Rose.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Rose.
1: Yeah, no, it is. That makes sense. <laughs> um, they are kind of doing their own investigations and stuff where he lives. Meanwhile, Bridget is back in her nursing home or another yeah, nursing some, home, some home somewhere else. Um, it starts with her being visited by magpies, which I love magpies. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Same. Um, but she pretty much gets like a bad omen, and then gets a hold of Duncan and is like, "Hey, we have some more stuff that is happening. Sorry, you got to come back." Mm-hmm. And it's them going on their next adventure. Yeah,
0: I do love. I love how it like did the time time hop mm-hmm. in such a very like concise way. I do also. I'm gonna ruin this. They find Nazis.
1: Yeah. Uh, which is or kind of fight Nazis, awesome. I guess. They they pick a fight with Nazis, and Duncan gets the p- poop beat just, out just of him.
0: Get his head just straight butted. My my favorite panel
1: in this whole thing is like when they're all fighting and stuff, and Duncan's just laying Lay- on the <laughs> ground, covering his head. Uh, I love him so much, and you can see him down there doing it too. Like he's not even trying yeah. to like get up or anything, and yeah. You know, <laughs>
0: so cute i love duncan uh and in this issue they do allude or they do bring in a character that they have alluded to in the past that only makes sense within a whole arthur merlin england thing long live the king so yeah, once in future, can't recommend this book enough. Especially if you like any sort of myths and lore or stories in general, and it's like really approachable. In mm-hmm. that way, it's not like overly haughty. It's yeah, it's really. I don't good know at why I just you. use
1: the verbage because they're British.
0: <laughs> um, um, no, I I am
1: not. <laughs> I am from Nebraska. <laughs> They're really good at introducing you to these stories, um, without overwhelming you with all the information, just giving you enough that, like, you understand what's happening in it, and maybe it'll interest you in reading the actual stories. Yeah. Which I I think is really, really cool. I love that story. I, it's so cool. It's
0: just, it's just the coolest story I've ever read. (laughs) I do like the humor that's, like, in there, too, because it's, like, there's a lot of serious things going on, they're, like, fighting a lot, and- Like, it's, it seems like a lot of action, but there is just, like, a lot of humor, like, inserted into there where it's not just, like, dopey.
1: Yeah, and I do love how, like, the three main characters, like, Duncan, Rose, and Bridget, they're all very, very different Mm -hmm. in their personalities and stuff, but you can see, like, why they work together so well. Um, and honestly, like, Bridget was fleshed out completely in that first issue. We didn't even have to know anything about the story yeah. before we were like, oh my god, this woman. She's perfect. She's yeah. funny.
0: She's hilarious. Please be
1: my grandmother. Mm-hmm. She, Yeah, they're just, the characters in here are just built really well. And, you know, cannot speak highly enough about Dan Mora's art. Yeah,
0: same. And then, yeah, Tamra von Villan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Her colors. Just, like, yeah, they just match Beautiful. so well. Just like, it's, like, they are meant to be together. This whole team. Yeah, no, I say the whole, like, fucking book is just so solid. I don't know. It's just, like, kind of a match made. I wish they would do more books together.
1: Mm-hmm. It's,
0: like, when we read The White Trees
1: for the first time.
0: Like yeah. That, that trio, same. that's, like,
1: yeah, what it feels like is just, you know, when you find... People that work together well on books, you just want everything done by them because there's no going back.
0: Yeah, and I mean this book is really consistent and it's like coming out too. Mm-hmm. And even when there's a break, it's like okay, I'm kind of glad just because I can have like a breath. And then it's just like, but now I want to jump back in like yeah, every we're time. Yeah,
1: fucking back. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's a yeah, probably one of my favorite stories. I just love it so much. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, you're next. I'm gonna run away for a second. Okay.
1: Um, okay, I don't have much to say about this, so I'll try to drag it out. Talk longer. Okay, so this is Shadow Service. I can't talk that slow. I, I tried. Um, this story is about um, a girl, main character, who kind of is a, a witch, She discovered her powers when she was little, and ever since then, she's kind of been on her own. She went through foster care and stuff like that, but because of this power that's inside of her that she's able to harness without any explanation why, she's been outcast from a lot of situations. Uh, She's being recruited by this group called the MI666. They are a magic branch of the government, essentially, Um, British intelligence, something like that. Um, because of her powers. So this issue kind of goes into one of the people that she is working on the team with. His name is Coyle. Uh, He does not like her, like right off the bat, just doesn't like her, and she doesn't understand why. So this goes into his past and why he has a problem with witches and how it affected him. Um, This story is actually really cool. Um, This one was confusing to me because I couldn't, I didn't remember Coyle's name, I only knew who he was um, because throughout the last couple issues, he's been kind of an asshole to the main character for no reason. <laughs> so when this, like, story starts, it's him and his wife, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is because it's it's just hard to, to tell he yeah. doesn't look like how he normally looks. And then when it jumps back into, like, present day, it's, it takes place, like, a few hours after the last issue had ended, and in the last one – our main character, I can never remember her name. She had willingly taken on a demon to possess her so that she could save the person it was previously in. So this one starts with her being like exercised in the MI666 and I was just like, I don't I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, no. I had to remember that part. And then okay. I was like, oh okay, okay, that, that makes sense. Cause I was like, I feel like that looks like her, but she's not a demon. Yeah. And then I remembered like what had happened. Um but otherwise like the, the monsters in this, like the art, is really, really cool. I really like the colors. Um, I don't, I honestly, I don't really care for the story. Like, not that it, not that it's like bad or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's an all right story. I'm, I'm just not invested for that reason. Yeah. Like, I'm more invested in like, whoa, what kind of monsters are going to be in the next one? Like, I'm curious to see how they're going to draw it. Okay. Um... Like, I mean, there's, there's scenes yeah, in there no, where I'm just cool. like, yeah, that's, yeah for sure. that's really awesome. But, like, when it comes to the main character and, like, her plot line, I just don't really care for it. I like all, like, the side stories that they're doing with, like, the demons and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think that's really cool. But, I don't know, I think they're working too hard on trying to get me invested in this one specific character. And she's, like, the least interesting out of all of uh-huh. them. So, which is fine. Like, uh, that's... I guess it's cool how it's like that because I'm getting bits and pieces of everyone else, so. Alright. It's cool. And I don't think it's going to be too many more issues. I think it's supposed to be like six, so. Okay, not too much. Yeah. It's not yeah, too bad at all.
0: Alright, I have Dark Interlude. This is issue number one. Um, this is technically a sequel of Fearscape. And uh, this is a very, like, meta book because you have The narrator is also part of the story, so he's kind of like breaking the fourth wall and talking to the reader. I'm just gonna read the back because Vault made it easy for me. We love Vault. And I know I understood what was happening in this book, but I feel like the back of the book will just say it better than I can. Uh, Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. After this, uh, <laughs> what
1: a way to get started yeah i, I can't, love that i can't
0: do this after the stunning success of fearscape comes a dark interlude the story of no or yeah no sorry of <laughs> i can't i can't see or i can see or i can see so well now of no the only offense to literature greater than the loathsome syn- synopsis is the sequel i will not stand idle while some poor excuse for an editor mangles and confuses my story which is intact perfect and concluded with this derivative drivel mark my words this nonsense has nothing to do with my tale i'm not in it i do not condone it and you dear reader should not buy it and that is by henry henry who is a character in this book i have to read that just because the way that it was worded,
1: I was like, hold on.
0: That's how, like, the whole entire book Okay, is. okay. Like, literally, that is how the whole book. And this is Henry Henry right here. I love that. That's so, so cool. I I have not read Fearscape. I wanted to, didn't get on it in time. I probably should have just ordered the trade. Uh, he apparently kills a character named Arthur who he plagiarizes Henry Henry plagiarizes work from and the sequel is supposed to be like one of those things where like he's in prison and writing this book to help like build his character and make him a better person and there's boobs yeah there is you know that's why I was reading this page (laughs) yeah I know that's why you're reading that page (laughs) That's why every time I watch a a horror movie with (laughs) With Chris, I'm like, oh, we're both just like, there's boobs. 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 Because we are still children and boobs are a thing. Oh, I do that too. But yeah, the book is really interesting and I don't think you have to read the, you don't have to read Fearscape to understand this, but for fucking sure, (laughs) for sure. You missed us. Yeah, you missed us, Patrick. For sure, you have to be ready for a very heady, like, meta-ridiculousness. It's it's fun, but at the same time, it's just, like, I, I wish I had the, like, best adjective to, like, de- describe it with right now, because it's just, like, I don't know. I'll have to read it. And yeah, say can yeah say can, yeah, can you send me a list of adjectives because I yeah. have a bunch in my head but I don't think any of them quite fit it right because mm-hmm. it almost I just almost just like <clears throat> it's there it's on the tip of my tongue titillating and, no um, I, <laughs> I was just thinking just of want, boobs I was saying you wanted to say tit yeah you know? sorry all right okay.
1: So next we have this little comic called Stillwater. This is issue number three. It's this is by, by our best friend Chip Zdarsky. Chip Zidonsky. Um This is about the main character trying to get used to living in the town of Stillwater, because um, he's been he was forced to stay there by the judge while his mother was forced to undergo the the dark reality of
0: six feet under. <laughs> that was good. That's good. Thank you. Uh, So, yeah, in Stillwater, nobody dies, apparently. And
1: he's trying to understand why that is, what makes it so special about that town. So he decides to reach out to the doctor and form kind of a
0: relationship, friendship with him. Yeah, but the town doesn't like their secrets to be told. So we'll see where this goes. Mm -hmm. It's a...
1: I'm really... I guess interested in all the characters that they have, like the the advisor or whatever, the mm-hmm. old woman who like charges, takes care of all the death certificates and stuff. I had not even thought about that. So yeah. for have that to be like introduced, I was like, oh yeah, they they would have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I uh, once again, I don't know if you saw. I re- Watch this movie, *Dead and Buried*. It's a 1980s horror film during October. You told me about that one, and it reminds me so much of Stillwater because the whole town is is dead, Damn. and they're basically like they can just come back to life. Mm-hmm. It's wild.
1: So, do you think that's what the cases in Stillwater—they're actually dead? maybe not alive and they just think that they're still alive that would be interesting oh the the part with the kid yeah (laughs) that was so good yeah i completely forgot i don't know like
0: why wouldn't it be the case that they're already all dead the water is way too still it's eerily still but the thing is like the in dead and buried it also takes wait no this isn't a coastal town is it no
1: i feel like it's in the middle of nowhere like that's why it was so weird is it was just like
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right in the middle i don't know though that could just be like what i was thinking yeah
0: i don't i don't know if there was like a we'll have to have to read the first two issues Mm -hmm. but yeah no i just it's interesting to see like what no it's okay i
1: apologize to the microphone (laughs) oh
0: sorry my bad (laughs) (laughs) didn't mean to touch you (laughs) Uh, I do like I think this is a pretty good horror book though I, yeah because it's very subtle mm-hmm. and it is one of those things where you're just like what's happening here
1: yeah and I feel like I don't know obviously it's going to be building up to some big big event thing mm-hmm. that's going to be happening in it but I'm curious to see like what our main dude is going to do because you know that he's just a turd and you know I,
0: I wouldn't say a turd I think he's just hard headed He's stubborn. He, yeah. And I mean, yeah, those people can be turdy, but yeah. like, when it comes to situations like this, are you just going to be like forced to live out your life here or are you going to like try to figure out what the fuck's going on?
1: I mean, if my only friend was dead and I was stuck in that town, I'd be like, all right, dude, let's just see what's going on here. Yeah. So you're
0: lucky for you. You have many friends.
1: That's not true. You're my only friend. I don't like anyone else
0: <laughs> Wow <laughs> I hope none of your other friends are listening to this and if they are, I'm really sorry that's not true they- i've I've heard you on many occasions say many good things about a lot of your friends. I know I have multiple friends <laughs> <laughs> I can't but i that's and that's it like right? like you can't underestimate the fact that you have many friends outside of like that one friend and like also if that one friend dies, don't you want like aren't you the punisher don't you want justice yeah that's true i am the punisher i would do
1: something like that but i mean it's just i mean i think i would be a lot stealthier about trying to escape the town though he doesn't seem like he's trying very hard to like keep it keep it low and i guess he doesn't realize that what you got to do is you got to play it safe for the first few weeks so they stop following you around so they just aren't so suspicious
0: like, of you. Yeah, just be like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like I'm a, this is my life now. Yeah, act like I, you've adapted. I live, I live forever. When their guard I, is down, month. that's when you sneak out. Like,
1: he's clearly never had to do this stuff before. Like, I forget he didn't never grow had up. Never Well, I was going to say, or, like, sneak out of your house. Which, I forgot he didn't have a mom, so.
0: Yeah, I suppose he does try to sense. sneak out several times. Yeah.
1: She didn't, he didn't grow up in a very strict household, clearly, because he never learned how to sneak out. <laughs> it's chill. All right, go. All right.
0: Go, talk about your comic.
1: All right. So I have Sarah and the Royal Stars. This is issue number nine. Um, Sarah is reunited with her allies, the, the Royal Stars. Um, she's still trying to figure out how to defeat the stars of Draco. Um, and she is given the power of this corrupting sword called let's say here light's end um, basically whoever wields the sword is taken over by sword like a darkness that allows you to give into like your baser thoughts and stuff like that um, Interesting. so none of the royal stars can wield the sword um, because they've all seen like a lot of death and destruction in their lives they've seen a lot of their loved ones die and if they take the sword it will compel them to exact revenge essentially that's what it is um she's the only one who can wield it because she has the power of um i forget what the guy's name is um But a few issues previously, she had taken, like, she had absorbed him pretty much because he was dying, and he said, this is the only way my light can go on. Mm -hmm. So she absorbed his light, and because of that, she is able to wield the sword and not be overtaken by the darkness. Um, So once she figures that out, she realizes they finally have a way to defeat the stars of Draco, which will be concluded in the last issue that is Ah. coming out next. Okay. Um, I still like, I finally, with this issue, understand what is happening, which is good. Um, But I just gotta say, the art, honestly, it's only taken so long.
0: Yeah. Which is fine. I mean,
1: the first story arc, I understood what was going on, but when the second one came around and they were introducing like all these other characters and telling their history and stuff, I just kept getting confused because. It's just a lot to take on, like a lot of mythical creatures that you have to remember all this stuff for. Um, And then because they spent so long doing that, I kind of forgot what the original goal was supposed to be because they just weren't doing Mm -hmm. it anymore. Um, But, yeah, with with this issue, they did a very good job of explaining, like, okay, we're almost here. We're almost at our end goal. This is what we need to do. And, again, this art was just, like, really freaking cool.
0: Yeah, no, the colors are good, too. Yeah.
1: Um, so if there's one thing that I can say about this story, despite all the confusion, like this, it was just, it was beautiful. And that's what made me want to read it to begin with, was I had flipped through that first issue and just had seen how bright and colorful and fantastic it was. So everything else that came with it was cool too, I guess. <laughs> but 10 issues and then Sarah and the Royal Stars is done. Okay.
0: All mm-hmm. right. I have Marvel Voices, Indigenous Voices. This is celebrating Native American History Month, or Heritage Month, sorry. Uh, And this is a book done by uh, a few different Native American people about Native American Marvel characters. Marvel characters. I am. I was flipping through this at work
1: yesterday, and... I did really enjoy the first one. I think yeah. that was the only one I read all the way through, but I just thought it was really well done.
0: You know, the colors are really great. The stories are really fun. Yeah, no, Loki is in the first story. Uh, I really did enjoy there is a New mutant story with Danny Moonstone, and I really enjoyed that. I actually just, like, really liked all of them for, like, different reasons. So I would, I would suggest it.
1: Yeah, no, and I just, I feel like having a spotlight on the native characters, like superheroes and stuff within mm-hmm. the Marvel universe was a really cool idea. Yeah.
0: No, it oh, was. Yeah, this is great. And it was important, too.
1: It's my dude. Okay, cool. I'm glad <laughs> you enjoyed that. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to borrow that because I did I did want to read that, and I don't think that we'll have any left on the wall on Saturday. I don't know for sure, though. I'll see. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, d- I didn't look over there yesterday. Or today, so. We only had
1: two left yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we didn't have very many to begin with, but I just don't feel like we will. But I'll check. All right. So now, big girls. This is number four.
0: This is about us. This is big girls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the Jacks are mutated boys who seemingly still have sentience. Uh and big girls are kind of have the same disease that the jacks do, but they are big women who still have sentience, yeah, they're able to they don't turn into monsters
1: like yeah, I think that that's the important thing about the two of them is they're the the difference is the men or the boys evolve into some weird mutated man yeah. monster. yeah.
0: And Ember, our main character, who is a big girl, has been, like, just fighting with feelings that Jax have, like, some form of, like, idea of what's actually happening. They can feel and think more than they're led to believe. And so this is her kind of coming to terms with, like, the way she was found. Uh, It also delves into the background of two of our main characters that we've kind of just got, like, glimpses of want both on opposing sides and why they're on those opposing sides. Uh, I really, I don't know. I still really like this book and I really did like this issue because I did like that idea of like what they delved into and like what the background of these Mm -hmm. characters are and what like is driving them to do what they're doing.
1: Yeah. I wasn't expecting that history. Yeah. No, same. Which I I thought was really, really cool. And you can see like how desperate the parents get
0: Mm -hmm. when they realize that this could happen to their child yeah no i didn't i don't know there's not a lot to say about this book because it is like not basic but that's like an overall gleam of it
1: right yeah if if you have read from the beginning then you have an idea what the story is it's just evolving Mm -hmm. with the characters not necessarily the story itself it's
0: yeah, you are getting that p- character mm-hmm. background, but you're also getting that back background on like what you like the Jacks, maybe, right. or like how this like disease came to be. Mm-hmm. Or I guess I don't know, is it a disease?
1: I don't think it's a disease so much as it's just like a genetic mutation. Yeah, that's a better word. Um, but still, you just don't know how it came to exist. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think the, the, history behind that would be very interesting to see if it was maybe something that happened within between those two people yeah i don't know so yeah that's on the hush hush we'll figure it out eventually all right okay i have this cute little book called desperate pleasures um this is by ms harkness um this is uh A memoir more than anything it's just about this certain point in the author's life where she had kind of a turning of events um it goes into her casual dating through tender and her sex work that she had done and all the while trying to kind of unpack her childhood trauma and discover how that affects her personality like as an adult if it does at all Mm -hmm. and how she can move forward from it while still being able to maintain relationships and connections with people without you know using that as an excuse to not do that sort of thing um it is a it's kind of a difficult read like a lot of the things that happen in here are very, very real. Um, I do have to show you how she draws herself as a baby, though, because it made me laugh. Yeah, you showed me. So The crying one? Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's the one that I just <laughs> discovered recently. That one's
0: good. It's,
1: yeah, it's very, very good. Um, so there's, like, a section where she talks about how her father had sexually abused her for a majority of her childhood life. And then she... Changes her art style completely when she goes into like explaining her childhood and what it was like being an only child with her mother and her father in the house, and then how she kind of adapted when her brother was born. Um, it's it's a very very it's really good it's really good to read, um, but it again it's like it's very difficult. There's mm-hmm. a lot of situations that made me uncomfortable, but I understand the need for putting it in there. Um, there, I mean, I, it's,
0: it's important to be honest. And oh I think, yeah, like that sort of thing is like, I don't know. There was a. I don't. I won't. I don't want to say like it's a stigma, but like putting people in those uncomfortable situations and making them realize like how these things happen and maybe how often these things happen is like, you know, incredibly important.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's like that whole section that I told you about mm-hmm. where she's like doing a comedy routine, talking about being molested. Mm-hmm. But this part here, I'm just going to read it. Is like, I feel very important um, because it's relatable to any amount of trauma that you've had in your life. Most of you have been traumatized to a varying degree by something. It doesn't make you brave by default. Moreover, I've never been told, I never told anyone about my life and how to improve anything. Men specifically do not want to hear about that shit ever. They'd rather talk about fun shit like having kids and marriage. But seriously, a big part of growing up is figuring out what's you and what's some adaptive behavior or if it even matters anymore. Because at a certain point, it's no longer cute to be a mess. It's your job to get your shit together. I just, this whole book was just really, really good. It hit in a way I wasn't expecting it (laughs) to because when I had read the description for it, I was like, oh, cool. Just like a cute little memoir about, you know, non-relationships, drug dealing, and sex work. It's a story that I'm interested in reading. And then I was like, it got real really quickly, (laughs) but it is, it's very, very important, um, and it goes into how she decided to become a personal trainer, which is how what I told Champ, like, how I discovered her to begin with. I follow her on Instagram because I love watching her lift weights because she's so strong. It's incredible. <laughs> but – and that's another, like, overlying um, theme within the book is, like, despite all of these, like, terrible things she's doing to herself, to her, like, mental state, to her body and stuff, she's still working out and trying to take care of herself at the yeah. same time. And there's, like, this weird – thing between the two of them where it's like okay I'm destroying myself but I'm also you know taking care of myself yeah. so is this is this self-care right right, <laughs> yeah so it's it's her reaching that point in her life where she's or... like yeah
0: is this self-care
1: yeah she decides that she eventually needs to just like take care of herself because that's what she needs to do in order to survive
0: it takes so much to get to that point, oh yeah
1: and it's th- I think that's why I like that so much is because it rem- it Reminds me of that movie Shame. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Um, it's just about a sex addict, but it like drops you into this one point in this person's life where it's not necessarily like a good or a bad situation. Like this is something that this person has always been going through, but you get to see the point where they decide, do I want to keep doing this or am I going to change? Yeah. And I always thought that was a very interesting point of view to see because when you're watching it from the outside, I'm always going, like, well, yeah, of course they're going to change. Like, they're they, this is their turning point. Like, this is yeah. when they realize they're at rock bottom. But that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, I that's, know. It takes so much more work yeah. to get there. And that's that's why I like that because that actually is the point where she's, like, this is where I need to change. And you get to see it happening and mm-hmm. you get to see the decisions that led up to it. So I would recommend it 100%. It's fantastic. hmm and yep. I, I didn't even get it for myself. I got it as a gift for someone and
0: accidentally read it, so. Yeah. No, it sounds really, really mm-hmm. good. I might order that for
1: myself. It's, I mean, it's worth it. What was it, like, 16? So, yeah, no, when
0: I saw the print, it was like 17 bucks Yeah, now. yeah. No, Perfect. You and you
1: can buy it straight from her website, too. All right. So. All right. Yeah. I'll
0: make my choices. Yeah. Make, make a good choice. <laughs> All right, so then I have You Look Like Death. This is Tales from the Umbrella Academy. This follows Claw's and he is being kind of used by this old woman who you find out is sorry just no it's the only way to describe it and it's true i mean not sex wise but i just
1: immediately thought of that episode of it's always sunny where charlie just goes ew and starts laughing when they say you have to share an old the bed with the old man and they're like you share a bed with an old man and (laughs) It's, that's
0: just what it reminded me of. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, this old woman is using him to possess her with old film stars so that she can be better at auditioning, basically, and, like, get roles. And you find out there's that she is actually not necessarily what she thinks she is. Or not what... You think she is rather saw that from a mile away. So yeah, it's uh it's weird. There's some gross parts. There's some vampires. There's a lot of stuff going on in there, but it's a lot of fun actually. Are you, are you
1: enjoying this more than the other ones? You
0: think? Uh, I mean, I still haven't read the second. Or- That's right. That okay. Or I remember third part no. of the Umbrella Academy. So yeah, so far. I mean, and I liked it more than that, like Hazel and Chacha one shot. Because mm-hmm. I don't really care about Hazel and Cha-Cha. I, don't really, like, I know, I think I don't Klaus really was, like, the
1: only one that I really enjoyed.
0: And, like, I, this does fo- focus on Klaus, and I don't I don't know if I, like, enjoy this character as much as I just, like, enjoy this kind of, like, story of just, like, weirdness. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a mega fan over here. Yeah, you'll have to take a picture of us... In your shirt while watching us. Do it. Do Do it. it, Do it right now. And then tell us. Wait, can we join? Can you join us? Can can you join us and show us our shirt? Show us our shirt. Show us our shirt. (laughs) Show us you in our shirt. Okay. If he does join, bring
1: it up on here. Screenshot that. If you can. I'm not sure how that works. I I don't know. I don't know
0: if this will happen. Because it is lagging. It pretty is, far behind it here. Is. Okay, we'll just keep talking. And-, and and if Patrick joins to show us his shirt, we'll make sure to show every single person on this earth. Every single one. that is amazing. All
1: 1,800 people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now we have Willow. This is issue number five. This is the last, last issue. This is the last one of this cute little Willow series. And let me tell you, Doug... Very anticlimactic. Yeah, this was kind of one of those things that you just went up. <laughs> <laughs> you just went up and then you just plateaued right out of the story.
1: Yeah, it was literally like she I was... Don't know,
0: I don't even know if you went up, or you just like went... Bruh!
1: No, it was you just... Went, it
0: was just a uh,
1: willow and a rowboat. And you think that she keeps coming to the waterfall, but she's not. She's just like
0: treading water the whole time. Yeah, I just don't know how to. Uh... <laughs> I don't know how to describe Patrick. If you f- scroll up to the top, there's a thing that says "send a request to be in talk comics to me live video." Does that show up on his end? That should. I'm I'm on Champ Champenstein. <laughs> Oh, it happened.
1: Oh, I accidentally waved at someone too. Oh not accidentally. I waved at someone. Hi. <laughs>
0: Whoop.
1: I just... uh... Okay. Are you coming? Yeah. I'm <laughs> flex. Okay, hold on. I got it. Let me see it again. Let
0: me see your shirt. I, I, you want me to tell me? Okay. I got Thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. Thank you, we needed that. What uh what comic books did you read this week, Patrick? Uh I got through all of mine already. Yeah, what are they? Just the good ones, huh? Uh, send
1: Spider-Man. Uh, the Harley, Joker, Harley, whatever. Criminal Sanity.
0: uh I don't know. <laughs> you you filled my profile. You tell me what I got. Yeah, you got Criminal Sanity. Yeah, we saw that one. You <laughs> got the King yeah. in Black. Oh, no. Dude, um, I pull your profile and, like, 45 other people's <laughs> Yeah, but send out because it's the best books. That's true. I mean, your name is actually right above my name too, so it is one of those things where I sometimes am like, is this my profile or is this Patrick's profile? But then you usually have some shit I would never get on there. I, I did put in Atlantis one. Rising. Huh? Huh? so good. I think it's my favorite of the house books. The Plunge. Oh Oh. yeah, I forgot that that hardcover came out. Uh, You read *Basketful of Heads*, right? I did. I read read all of the hardcovers that have come out. How did the end of that that story go? *Basketful of Heads*. Yeah. Because I read read all but like the last issue. You're ridiculous. Do you like our new? Do you like our new setup? Is this cool? The, the, the farther back. Yeah, the farther back. We actually got a new light. Oh, uh, yeah. And the light has a yeah, little separator. phone thing on it. Oh god. The yeah, The light does have a phone thing on it. It's like this. Yeah, well, it looks good. All right. Okay, we'll let you go, and we'll finish our thing, and. <laughs> no you're not I mean if you want to hear do you want us to you want to join in the X of Swords absolutely not (laughs) so we'll see you on the other side okay all right on the Fuzzy Flop yes (laughs) see you on the Flippity Flip okay goodbye we love you (laughs) I
1: removed him
0: okay All right. So so now, whenever my phone has just been done.
1: It probably didn't. Oh, shoot. Probably just didn't register. Okay. So now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Sorry, Shelby. I have to decline this right now. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So next, we're going to talk about the X of Swords here. This is X-Force. Swords, 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 swords. Swords. This is issue uh, number fourteen, but it's part seventeen of twenty-two. This continues the fight with the swords. Are there swords in this one? Yes, there are. Swords yes, in this a little one. bit.
0: Uh, so yeah, dude. There's a lot that goes on in like these like last few issues. That's, I mean, you have Storm and Death, and I'm just gonna say the Storm and Death fight was one of my favorite things. I had to stop and show Chris because I was just like, oh fuck, because he doubts her. And Storm is just like, bitch, you think I just draw my powers from my mutant yeah. abilities? Fuck you. And then she just, like, kills death.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Um, I I loved all of the, like, little battles mm-hmm. with Captain Avalon and stuff. I thought his were really good. Um, this... I. I can't even like explain to you which one was my favorite because there were so many yeah. like good ones that they didn't go into full detail with. They just kind of touched on. It's a uh, yes, yeah, very difficult, but I I love the stories. I it's like we had, were talking about like the last couple issues I felt were kind of borderline silly, but I feel
0: like that was because it needed to be. It needed to be because these. Next three are just so heavy. And I think we're about to get into something that's, like, yeah, even harder to chew and, mm-hmm. like, something that we're going to have to take in. And, like, yeah, that little bit of, like, I guess light mm-hmm. is there. Um. So I guess now we have Hellions number six in part 18 of 22 of X of Swords. And this is the Hellions trying to get the swords or so they think from the other team and sinister basically plays everybody yeah he's a he's a turd he's yeah. a big turd he's a big turd uh yeah this is this issue fucking sucks like this issue blows and i knew it was going to i knew something bad was yeah, going yeah you to had happen. said that a few days ago but it wasn't like this i thought something bad was gonna happen where it was just like you know, they were going to die because somebody was going to kill them, not that, like, Sinister was going to be, like, yeah, a spoiler, double-crossing bitch. Yeah. He really, like, he really went for it. Yeah, no, he really did, and it's just, like, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't expect him to, but I felt like, I don't know, with all just how Apocalypse is, Mm -hmm. I was hoping the same
1: (laughs) I'm going to get up real quick
0: and look. I'm sorry. But... No, you're good.
1: Okay. I forgot that I waved. <laughs> so that's what that was. Um. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's not cool to see one of the bad guys turn good guys turn back to a bad guy and yeah. do what they've always done. And I, I see... didn't like it, especially yeah. because we were at the point now with, like, Krakoa and all that where it's, like, you aren't good or bad you're just a mutant and you're either with us or not yeah and so seeing those people go back to that was just very yo but it doesn't have
0: to be (laughs) his name is not mr sinister anymore to us uh no now he's just the grinch (laughs) okay i'm gonna i'm gonna move on because we'll get stuck otherwise yeah and uh, we can't talk too much about them anyway, yeah. since it's nearing the end. And so now we have cable number six, uh, part 19 of 22. Art by Phil, baby art, Noda. Yeah. Phil Noda, I'm just going to have a child to paste all of your X-Men books. I'm just going to take. Baby.
1: Yeah, no, I was going to say, I'm just going to get like copies of the Apocalypse Face the one face that Apocalypse makes in this but issue, just like straight. that one. Yeah, I'm just gonna get like several copies of that face, and that's what's gonna be along my child's wall. Just, just like constant the disappointment. <laughs> yeah. They're just gonna look up all the time and be like, "Daddy, Apocalypse is disappointed in me again." And that's uh,
0: that's, that's the goal. That's amazing. Uh, so this in this issue, Cable takes on Bay. Mm-hmm. Bye. The Blood Moon. The Blood Moon. Yeah. Bye uh Doug's wife. And cute. <laughs> it is really cute because Cable kind of holds up to not murder her to help Doug Doug's feelings. And I think this is how he gets his arm. I think this is how Cable gets his fucking steel arm. Is that Bake fucking breaks the shit out of his arm. Yep. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong. We'll see in the future, but that's my prediction, is that's part of the whole thing. But Cable, like, calls out to his parents and is basically just like, we're fucked. I don't know what we're gonna do. I forget her name. It was Doug's large wife. (laughs) Uh, and I don't know. The mutants kind of get a one-up, but barely. Barely, and then we're gonna kind of fall into Apocalypse and Genesis- fighting which isn't going to be fun for anyone least of all them and not not me no uh so yeah next week is the last three issues of x of swords and honestly i cannot say enough good things about like this like
1: no pleasantly
0: surprised at how much i enjoy this yeah and i mean like you said before too like last week was one of those things where i felt like it was like a falter but as i like am reading more and as I think about the other issues it is one of those things where it is a balance and I think there are some weaker issues than others but as a whole considering there are many different artists many different writers it just flows so well and I don't think I've read an event that flows in a way where I just like enjoy it so much especially across like so many different books but it's one cohesive thing And it's not like, you know, with like War of the Realms or like King in Black or whatever other events that I've read where it's just like, you have like, okay, this is amazing Spider-Man chunk you have to get. There's this chunk you have to get. There's this chunk you have to get. And those things also don't, they feel choppy within the whole. Mm -hmm. This doesn't feel that way. No, not at all. And I mean, it's even one of those where if you weren't reading the X of Swords,
1: but you were still reading like certain series that contain X of Swords comics like it would all make sense still Mm -hmm. I feel like like you wouldn't have to read all of them to know what was going on in the cable series just because two issues of cable have it like you get everything that you need from it
0: and I think too like you know it's nice because it is contained within the x report (laughs) I'm just kidding uh it is within the x line and I don't know if you're reading the X books, then you're going to get this. But if you're not, then. I mean, even if you didn't, if you're not reading X of Swords, the last Wolverine issue is most definitely meant to be read that way. Like it is supposed to be confusing because they are in Blightspoke, which is a place of different realms. And I believe it does say that within the book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be a a smug asshole, but (laughs) Heather will do it for me.
1: I have Uh, enough
0: smug in my asshole for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's it. That's all we got.
1: That's it. Thank you um, to Patrick for joining us. That was very fun. Yeah, that was
0: very fun. We love you every time. We'll get together soon to talk about our reading habits during COVID. Yeah. Cause we're going to go back into lockdown soon within the next two years.
1: Hopefully if Pete Ricketts does what needs to be done.
0: Yeah. And hopefully just chokes and dies. And that's what Heather means. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I mean. Okay. So anyway, thank you for joining us as always go buy comics, support your little comic book store, please wear a mask. If you can, you know, get curbside pickup at a local restaurant, don't go to bars, Be smart. Yeah, be smart. Protect your people. Yeah, protect your people. Watch your back. Carry a knife with you always.
1: I mean, because some people are rude and they need it flashed right in their face.
0: And uh, that's all we got for you.
1: That's everything. Okay. Thank you. Bye, Patrick. We love you. Bye, Patrick. We do love you. Bye, Patrick. We love you.